nothing wrong with that. I think the sock is is an incredibly versatile um, piece of clothing. Piece of clothing that can be used in many many different ways. Wanking. I mean, for one, yeah, sure. Magical. I know, right? Oh, let's just talk over it. It doesn't really matter too much. We're meant to talk over it anyway because it's probably copyrighted to high heaven. It's the Oscars. I feel like I'm Richard E. Grant sat in the audience. <laughs> Why Richard E. Grant? Because he loves Instagramming, doesn't he? He gets oh, really yeah, excited yeah, yeah. when he meets people. Yeah. I hope Barbara Streisand's in the audience. I hope so as well. So, hello and welcome to a very special episode of what I'm going to call too much theatrical cut on our hands. I like it. Yeah. Unfortunately, Terry is not able to record with me this week because he's moving house. So he's putting together flat pack furniture. Yeah. Things like that. I think he's unpacked all his food anyway. Um, so Dan is joining me for this special Oscar, pre-Oscar episode. Yes. Where we're going to talk about some of our favourite categories. Yeah. The big ones. I just like putting on a tuxedo and, you know, going to events really. So, yeah, I yeah. feel a little bit dressed down in my tracky. Yeah, maybe a little bit. No one told me I had to dress up. I'm wearing, like, shorts, though, on the bottom half and, you know, Crocs. So, yeah. Okay. Um, good. I'm glad yeah. we know that. Yeah. Um, should we just dive straight in, Dan? Let's do it. Oscars. Love it. I've got, um, I've got a question for you because I know you, you studied film, right? Very briefly at, like, A-level level, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I do have a question for you, because the yeah. first category we're going to look at is the cinematography category. Yeah. Which I normally call... Cine- I normally get it wrong Cinema anyway. photography. Cinema photography yeah, yeah, yeah. category. Dan, can you explain to us what cinematography is? So it's it's what you see on the screen. It's so it's... Um, when making a film, everything is deliberate. Okay, so everything you see in front of you is deliberate. So it's managing to to put something in front of you that is pleasing to the eye whilst uh, not being too jarring at the same time. So Roger Deakins is a great cinematographer because um, things like Blade Runner, use of colour, use of framing. So like where the artist standing, the artist, where the uh, the actor standing in front of like windows and stuff. That's down to direction. That's down to cinematography as well. Okay. Um, and also just the, the sheer beauty of it. So Roger Deakins uses a lot of like open landscapes, as we'll probably discuss in this yes. one as well. So uh, yeah, I think that's roughly it. Th- that, uh, so the cinematographer is responsible for the look of the film. Yeah, yeah, is pretty that right? much. Yeah, and the theme of the film as well. Like it adds so much to it. Completely, it's it's under undervalued I think what they do especially when you've got some of the people on this that are particularly good at it as well well we'll get on one to in that particular name, so yeah. well I would say there might be two but do you think they're as important as the director no, no okay. depending because I think in this instance the one that I think will probably end up winning it might be nearly as important as the director okay well we'll discuss who you yeah. think might win it yeah. let's look at the nominees um, so some of these names I'm not familiar with, but no. w- I'm sure we've all heard of the film. So Rodrigo Prito, I think yep. that's how you say his name, for The Irishman. Yep. Um, Lawrence Scher for Joker, and I think this is his first nomination. Jaren 
Blaschke for The Lighthouse, mm. Roger Deakins for 1917, <laughs> and Ri- Robert, <laughs> nearly got his name the wrong Richard way around, <laughs> Robert Richardson yeah, yeah. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. So, besides Roger Deakins, I'll be honest, I've never heard of any of those. No, me neither, to be fair. Do you get well. lady cinematographers? I don't know, I've never looked into it. Maybe you could do a whole podcast on lady cinematographers. I might look into that, yeah. yeah. Um, black cinematographers or should we not go into that well this is the Oscars <laughs> they might exist and we yeah. just don't know really so. <laughs> but they'll never get a nomination yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so let's start with the um, have you seen those films I haven't seen The Lighthouse is it out yet no not in this country anyway um, seen a trailer for it though it looks it looks very beautiful so there's a good chance that I, I think it stands a fairly good chance of winning I'm not sure beautiful is the word I'd use for it I'd say interesting yes. quirky yeah I'm getting old Greg vibes off of it massively. <laughs> the film looks great, but just in terms of how the actual how it actually looks with the black and white, yeah, it looks there's a difference between how that's done and say how Clerks was done. Like Clerks is very like even for its time, it looks neater than this does. It looks very kind of ragged, very kind of uh, early days of cinema. Kind well, of last year's more. winner, if yeah. you recall, was um, Roma. For cinematography which was a black and white which film. was black and white but i'd say it has a very different look to the lighthouse mm. yes the lighthouse the trailer that i saw i found it quite gritty looking and quite um i don't really know what the word mm. word is that i'm looking for roma had a very like crisp vibrant yeah. look this looked a little bit muddy rough around I the edges quite liked, yeah i was gonna yeah. say a little bit like gritty yeah um so yeah it i would say it possibly is in with a chance because of the way it looks yeah but is it because it's quirky? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's meant to be really good. I, I, yeah. I, so I don't know anything about it, but um, you got the joke. I hope there's some sea shanties in it. <laughs> I just, I just want a good film with Willem Dafoe and future Batman, because this, this is what everyone's saying that is the film that was like put them down the path to making him Batman, basically. Okay. So, so hopefully, it's quite good. Um, the Irishman. I suppose it does a good job of eras. You, you always know what era you're in when you're looking at it. And it's not just because Robert De Niro's stretched face. It's because <laughs> it's, stretched face. It's because of, um, of what you're seeing on the screen as well. Like, it, I think it does a pretty good job of that. Uh, and then, But I don't know. I, I, that wouldn't be my winner anyway. So, no, not mine either. But just um, as a little mention, Rodrigo Prito, am I saying his name right? Yes, sure. He's previously been nominated for Silence at Brokeback Mountain. You yep. you mentioned in your blurb about that. sweeping landscapes, yep. and he was nominated for Frieza as well. So he's been nominated three times. When I talk about these nominations, I've made notes of nominations. Yeah, well, you've done way more than I have. Though. I love looking at stuff like this. Yeah. When I talk about how many nominations they've had, I'm including their current one. Yeah. So this is his fourth nomination so far. He's had no wins. There was there was a director until recently that had more nominations, though, wasn't there? And that without winning. This is cinematographers, not yeah, directors. Yeah. No, sorry. There was a cinematographer recently mm. until... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm just yeah. saying. He's had um, he's had that amount. Yeah. And I think he's worked with Scorsese quite okay. a bit. The, the cinematographers tend to work with the same directors a lot because mm. obviously obviously they, they've got a vision. Directors have a vision of how they want it to look and mm. cinematographers have to make that vision become real. And that's, that's why, like, Roger Deakins... For example, always works with the Coen brothers. They'll, they'll generally get him in for it. So why No Country for Old Men will look a bit like True Grit or even Fargo. Like yeah. Just how they how they film it. But yeah. Um, let's talk about Roger Deakins then, really, because I think he's the standout. Well... Has to be. 
yeah, for sure. So he's had 15 nominations, one, and he finally won for Blade Runner yeah. a couple of years ago. Which is an odd choice for a win, yeah. considering some of the stuff he's done. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's nominated, obviously, for 1917. But let's mention Robert Richardson as well, because he's had 10 nominations and three wins. So what's he been nominated for? He won for... I don't know what he's been nominated, but I've got his wins down for Hugo, Avatar and JFK. Oh, but that, I don't know. They might have won, looking at the listing of how mm. things were um, listed on the website I was looking at, they were sort of, if someone had been nominated in a cinematography mm. category, they were listing if the film had won in another category. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Um, my facts might need to be double checked, but I've got Robert Richardson down for ten nominations and three wins, mm. which is interesting. But so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood doesn't stand out for me as a good-looking film in the same way that 1917 does. No, I, I suppose that the standout points in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are the bits where it's actually Leonardo DiCaprio's character acting. Yeah. So it's the it's like the the western film that he's shooting. Yeah. Uh, which they like so much that apparently there's going to be a spin-off of that. Brilliant. Yeah, which I'm I'm all for. I think that was really cool. Um, so I think that was more interesting than say the bits where they're down on the ranch, the, the Manson family's ranch, mm. and um, and uh, and some of the other bits. Like um, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of scenes where <laughs> there's a there's a cat um, coming to say hi to Dan. That's why Aww. he's a little bit distracted. Oh, it's a cat. Yeah, gingers together, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it stands out particularly. I didn't, I didn't watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood going, that's some good cinematography there. Whereas yeah. I did watch 1917 thinking, that's incredibly impressive what they've done. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think anyone can watch 1917 and say that it's got something about it that makes it impressive. Um, and I know it's not all one tracking shot, but it's, it's made to look like it is, and it's constantly following the same two people yeah. through the film. Um, and that's... The way they do it's impressive. The way they change the landscape's impressive as mm -hmm. well. Uh, you'll see something in the background that will suddenly become very close. They do that a lot in that film as well. So, like, it feels like you're walking towards danger in that film, and that's mostly down to the cinematography, which I would imagine he worked very closely with Sam Mendes in that. Yeah. Yeah. The one film we haven't mentioned is Joker. Yeah. I, so, I don't think that's going to make a make a dent in that category the one thing like, I'm, I'm trying to find positives for all of these except for the lighthouse because I haven't seen it so mm. so the one thing I'll say about the Joker is it does a really good job of making Gotham like a character in the film like Gotham feels really claustrophobic like the way it's set up the way that it's designed that it's very close it's very rarely that it's open <coughs> uh, and it, there's, so there's, there's rubbish all over the streets because the, the bin men aren't coming to pick up the rubbish a lot of it's filmed down alleyways or trains or small rooms to make it feel like the whole play, the whole of Gotham is closing in on the yeah. Joker. And I think it does a good job that of, yeah. of that. Um, and obviously the, the music, musical scenes are particularly good as well. So Yeah, so um, Joker. Joker's up for an award in original score mm. as well. Makes sense. So it's 1917. And yep. I think they're two tie in quite nicely. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Roger Deakins, I think, is probably the standout here. Yeah, I think so too. But you never can tell, can you? You think no. you have your standout and then... It's always won an award and some people haven't won an award and that seems to be seems to be quite political, doesn't it, for the, mm. uh, the Oscars? So. Definitely. So that's our cinematography. Yeah. 
there was a lot of love. I mean, we did, we were asking people online, weren't we, yeah. what their thoughts were. And I think 1917 was sort of like a... I don't think anyone mentioned anything else in that category. No, no. It's, it's so... It's, it's just so obvious that it's it's if someone was to say of these films which without even just by watching the trailers which one would you imagine has the best cinematography i think yeah. 1917 would probably be the, the obvious standout yeah exactly no, i agree i think yeah um cool right let's have a look at some of the um acting categories can we please oh yes so we're going to start with supporting actor okay if that's all right of course um do you know the nominations? Are you looking at them right I'm now? I'm looking at them right now, yeah. And I've I've seen two films. I've seen all of these, so oh. that's good. Can you remember who won last year? No, who won last year? I really, th- okay, who I really... the nominations? I'll, I'll, I'll try and guess. No, I haven't got the nominations okay, from last year. Then. How much homework do you think I did? <laughs> this is where I really need Terry, yeah. because I can't... I don't know how to say his name. The chap from Green Book won it. Oh, um... Maharisha Ali. Is yes. That yeah. I always have to look up the phonetic spelling. Um, he won it last year. Yeah. Um, I think that was a good win. I think Terry and I were pleased with that, if I recall. Yeah. What are you doing? You're looking up how to Maharshala say Maharshala Ali, yeah. Oh, God, we're such plebs. Oh, yeah, we're awful. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, for supporting actor nominees, yeah. we've got Tom Hanks, first of all, and people who haven't seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Yeah might be surprised they might think that Tom Hanks is the star of that film yeah. it's it's not a film about Mr Rogers as such okay that's 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 one of the are you confused yeah, yeah definitely yeah Mr Rogers is the supporting character oh, okay. in this the story is about um a re- a reporter who yeah. goes to talk to him but Tom Hanks in that Terry and I love this film. It was very charming. Really, it's not out till next week, I think. I don't know. We went to see an unlimited mm. screening of it. Incredibly charming. We both came out and said, that was lovely. Yeah, I really want to see it. Uh, really, really liked it. And I've seen some clips of Mr. Ro- I didn't know who Mr. Rogers was. Yeah. If you don't know, he was a TV presenter for children. Yeah. For many, many years in the States. And I've seen some clips and I think Tom Hanks does a really, really good job. Yeah becoming Mr. Rogers. I, I fully believe that that would be the case because I would imagine there's a lot of similarities between Mr. Rogers and Tom Hanks. So. Oh, geez, he's just got his voice down to the yeah. tea and everything. Now, Tom Hanks has had some success in the yeah. Oscars before. He's had five acting nominations and he had two wins back-to-back, if you remember, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Yep. Do you recall? But this is his first Oscar nomination in 19 years. Really? That was some big news when he was announced. Apparently so. I didn't know that. Yeah, there we go. So I think this is his first supporting actor role because yeah. he's generally the lead, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, nice film. Now, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. I really, this is one I tried to cram in before doing this podcast but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Well, no, we will talk about this now because yeah. I mentioned this to you yeah, yeah, yeah. before we came in. Now, Anthony Hopkins is nominated for supporting actor Yeah. and... Oh, uh, Price, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Price. Yeah. I forgot his first name for a yeah. second. Jonathan Price is up for lead actor. Yeah. What I never understand about the Oscars is how do these two actors get nominated, but the film doesn't get nominated for best film? And when it's about those, to the point where it's the, they are the title of this film. Those, those two, the, the yeah. film is those two guys. Yeah. How are they so good that they get nominated, but the film as a whole doesn't? So, is, is it good then, the film? 
I love the two popes. Yeah. I thought it was all that. I think I gave it five stars on Letterbox. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Where I'm having trouble when we get to best actor categories, we'll discuss yeah. it further. I'm having trouble picking yeah. the best actor now. Um, the two popes. It's, it's on Netflix. Watch it. It's amazing. Just over two hours long. Really, really, really good. But Anthony Hopkins is is up for supporting actor. He plays the then Pope. Is he a sporting Pope actor? Pope Benedict. Or is it like a dual lead kind of thing? I personally would say it was dual lead. Yeah. But... Because mm, they don't like... It's tricky. They're happy to obviously nominate two actors in the same film for a supporting actor, but I think they're a little mm. uh, reluctant to do it for Personally, when I was watching it, mm. I, I thought dual lead. And then I was surprised when I was doing the lists... Mm that one was supporting and one was lead. But, um, so yeah, he's up for supporting. He's had three actor nominations mm. and he won for Silence of the Lambs yeah. um, many moons ago. And he's had two supporting actor nominations in the past. I like Anthony Hopkins in this category a lot mm. now that I'm looking at it. Um, you've watched The Irishman now. Have, Al Pacino yeah. and Joe Pesci are both up for... Supporting actor in this. Yeah. And I think when we talked about The Irishman at the end of year pod, you know I don't love The Irishman. Um, But Al Pacino was my favourite thing about that film. It's weird, because I was going to say Joe Pesci was my favourite thing about that film. Like, I I thought that Al Pacino played Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa, right? Whereas Joe Pesci is always cast as the crazy little man like in films. And this one, he's he's the calm one. He's the calm one that gets things done, and I quite like that about him. I just, I just really like Al Pacino. I, I love Al Pacino. Mm. Like he's, he's good in it as well. But the one thing I'll say about The Irishman, and now I've watched it, I, I kind of, I get where you're coming from with a lot of it. The one thing I'll say about it is the acting isn't bad in it. No. So uh, I think all of them are acting. They're just acting for a little bit too long. It feels like because that film is far too long. Yeah. Um, should have been a miniseries, but miniseries don't win Oscars. Mm. Um, but yeah I like Joe Pesci I, I think you could have picked one and you could probably have got away with picking Al Pacino I think personally although I prefer Joe Pesci's performance yeah like the film was kind of centred around Al Pacino and what happened to him basically yeah so. um, Al Pacino's won before yeah for best actor yeah. set of a woman Joe Pesci has only ever been nominated for supporting roles and he won for Goodfellas. I thought you were going to say Home Alone then. So, so far... Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. So far, yeah. all of our four nominees that we've mentioned have won Oscars. Yeah. And then we've got Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Has he not won an Oscar? He's had two, Os- two Best Actor and two support, including this, yeah. two Supporting Actor nominations. But he hasn't won, so could he be our winner? Because he, didn't he win the Golden Globe? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. No, he won the uh, SAG Award. Screen, Act- oh, did Screen he? Actors Guild, yeah. Golden Globe. I don't know who won the Golden Globe. I'm looking it up now. So No, I'll look it up. Yeah. You talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Brad Pitt. Uh, <clears throat> he says it best when he wins the SAG Award. That uh, What's the line? He goes, uh, it was really tough playing uh, a guy who has his shirt off all the time, uh, who's high, has his shirt off all the time, and doesn't get on with his wife. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's doing too much it's not trying too hard yeah like whereas uh, that's one thing I like about Joe Pesci is that he's doing something that he's not 
known as. Joe Pesci's not. Joe Pesci's known as the hothead. But throughout that entire film, he's the one that goes, we're going to give you another chance here. We're going to give you another chance here. And Al Pacino's the one that's throwing it back in his face a lot of the time. So I felt like that, that Joe Pesci was doing something a little bit more interesting. If, if I had to bet on this, I would say it's probably between Tom Hanks and Brad Pitt. Mm, sorry, just to, yeah. to but he did win the Golden Globe. He won Globe. the Golden Globe as well. So these things tend to run and in, in just, just run. So like uh, take uh, Into the Spider-Verse last year, for example, mm. just won the best animated. Mind you, it wasn't up against much compared to Into the Spider-Verse, but um, I, I could see him winning it, but in one of those, we've got to give him an Oscar at some point kind of way. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Brad Pitt because he doesn't have one. Personally, from that category, yeah. I would like Anthony Hopkins. Uh, that because be... that's my favourite film from that category. Yeah. In terms of performances, the ones I've seen, I've only seen two of those films, and that's The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I preferred Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a film, and one of the things I loved about it was it's Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio just acting, basically. But I think Joe Pesci put in a better performance, personally. I, I like, I really like Joe Pesci in The Irishman, uh, if it wasn't for his, you know, stretched skin face mm. <laughs> through half of it. But uh, yeah, I, I could see. I'd like to think that 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 I could imagine Anthony Hopkins winning if Two Popes is is as good as people seem to think it is, and I need to watch it at some point. Mm. I might watch it this afternoon. In fact, it's not true. I'm watching a load of American football this afternoon. People don't need to know that. I'll shut up. Cool. But yeah, do we want to do some snubs at some point? This this isn't a category. Snubs. Yeah, this isn't what do a you category. Mean? Like actors or actresses that maybe should have been nominated for. I don't necessarily want to do it in this one, but but there are awards where I, I think maybe that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, this isn't a snub. Yeah. But interestingly, the next category yeah. there's an actress nominated, but I think I possibly would have nominated her twice for two different films. Oh, really? But I mentioned it in one. I did like a very short review, um, in on one of my Instagram mm. posts, I think. But I I'll tell you the reason why probably why she's probably not uh, nominated. If we look at Best uh, Supporting Actress, yeah. um, I'm going to just do it in a slightly different order I've got written down here. Laura Dern is nominated for Marriage Story. Yeah. For me, she was the standout in Little Women. Okay. I absolutely... She played their mother, yeah. and I I thought she was brilliant in it. I absolutely loved her, but Florence Pugh is nominated for Little Women. Yeah. And, yeah, I, th- I loved Little Women. I thought it was amazing. But I really loved Laura Dern in it. But Laura Dern's got a nomination for Marriage Story. She is also excellent in that. Yeah. Uh, but two very, very different characters. Um, so, supporting actress, we've got Kathy Bates in Richard Richard Jewell. Have you seen Richard Jewell yet? I haven't, no. Apparently it's amazing. And I think when I messaged you with my yeah. nominations, Kathy Bates was my standout for yeah. that film as well. Should I be doing Terry's, by the way, as well, while we're doing this? Or shall we get to the end? You can do Terrence if you want. No, I'm, I'm just realised I haven't done them for right yeah. so far. Shall I? We'll, we, we'll catch up at the end. I'll edit this out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell was the standout performance for me. So she she's my winner in this category yeah. because Laura Dern's not nominated for Little Women. Yeah. But there we go. Laura Dern is nominated for Marriage Story. We've got Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Florence Pugh and Little Women, Margot Robbie and Bombshell. So, so far we've got one winner, Kathy Bates won Best Actress in Misery. Yeah. And Laura Dern has had nominations before. Margot Robbie had a Best Actress nomination a few years ago for I, Tonya. Mm. 
But Scarlett Johansson, but Scarlett Johansson hasn't had an Oscar nomination before. She's, she's got two this year. She's really good in Jojo Rabbit as well. Like, um, she's kind of the heart of the story. Mm. Like, things that happen in that film surrounding her are, are dependent on how you feel about certain things, I think, in that film. Um, and I really liked her in that film. I say that having only watched Marriage Story, which I don't necessarily don't think I'd have put Laura Dern in this for Marriage Story. Just because she's... N- I like her character oh, yeah, in Marriage I do as Story. Well. But yeah. I think it's because she was kind of at the front of my mind for Little Women. Yeah. And the characters are so different. Yeah. Oh, she, she's... But she was unexpected in yeah. Marriage Story for me. For a start, I didn't know she was in it. No, same. And then her character... I just thought she was so much better than the other lawyers that were in it. So the other lawyers were played by... This Alan Alda and uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Yeah. There was just something about her... Neither of those deserved it. They're not, yeah, I agree. No, 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 yeah. not at all. Um, her character was kind of like ruthless and had heart. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just thought it was a great character. I'd have considered, for, from Jojo Rabbit as well, Thomas and Mackenzie. I thought she was really good as well yeah. as the kid. Um, as the Jewish kid in it, uh, if if I had to pick someone from, if I had to pick someone from Jojo Rabbit for his best supporting actress, and you're not taking into account that they're nominated for something else, uh, yeah, probably Scarlett Johansson's probably the one there. But um, I'm, I'm trying to think of other supporting actresses that I'd, I'd have nominated. I want to go see Bombshell. That's I'm, that's on my list. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so Bombshell mm. again is is a tricky one. Margot Robbie is definitely definitely falls into the supporting. Yeah. But you were asking about if Two Popes was a dual lead. Yeah. Bombshell, I kind of feel is like is a three-way supporting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What with her, Charlie's Theron, and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I don't consider any of them to be the lead. Yeah. So if Margot Robbie was in this, I'd probably put Nicole Kidman mm. and Charlie's Theron in here as yeah. well. That's just mine. Yeah. Bombshell's good. But I don't know if it's. I think it's the weakest film in that list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Little Women was one I was trying to fit in. I just ran out of time this morning. I was going to do it this morning because then I'd have watched uh, Marriage Story, Le Mans '66, and Little Women uh, by the time I'd got here between mm. midnight and uh, about half twelve this afternoon. So, I just realised I didn't tell you who won last year. Oh yeah, who won? Uh, Regina King. If Bill Street could talk. I still haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's good. I need to watch that. So who, who would you pick? Who would you want to win Best Supporting I want actress? Kathy Bates to win it. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win it? If she doesn't win Best Actress, Scarlett Johansson. I'm thinking Scarlett Johansson as well. I think if her name's read out for this, yeah. then we know she hasn't won Best Actress. Yes. Um, I think if she hasn't won an Oscar before, uh, she's probably due one as well. I hate how much politics comes into this. Mm. But, but um, yeah, I think her... A lot of talk about Florence Pugh as well in Little Women. Yeah, I don't know that she stood out any more than anyone else. Well, mm. she didn't for me. No. I would maybe like to see Laura Dern win because she's not in it for Little Women. So maybe because she's had nominations but not a win. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And she always seems to be a supporting and not a lead. Yeah, she does that, doesn't she? Yeah. She's, she's a great actress. As you say, she's really good in Marriage Story. Just, I just um, really liked her character. Yeah, it? yeah, I did as well. Like she's not instantly likable, but at the same time, you don't really dislike her either. No. Yeah. She's so, very yeah. comfortable with herself. Yeah. 
that scene where she she straight away just gets on the sofa takes her shoes off and like yeah. puts her feet up on the sofa I know it's her sofa but she's in her lawyer's office and you think yeah. oh that's a bit cash yeah no I agree I, I really like to I, more a marriage story later I think so yeah um, it, I mean if I had to pick yes Scarlett Hansen shall, shall I read out Terry's so far yeah definitely yeah. okay so uh, for cinematography he had 1917 but has he not seen that yet am I right in thinking I think this is what he thinks is going to win I yeah. Think. yeah yeah um, and then supporting actress he's got Brad yeah yeah uh, and for su- supporting actor sorry he's got Brad for supporting actress he's got Florence Florence Pugh interesting because mm. he's seen Little Women yeah okay I'm surprised he hasn't gone for Scarlet, but yeah, I think Scarlet might win it because Jojo Rabbit. I don't think is going to win Best Film. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I'm honest, mm. I'm surprised it's in that category, but that's just my yeah. That's just yeah, my vibe. But we'll talk about that when we get to best yeah. best film. Right. Best. Let's go on to best actor then. Sure. So last year's best actor. Can you remember who it was? Terry and I were fuming about it. Oh god, no! Who was it? I think Terry's still like enraged about it. It's probably it's probably the real reason why he's not here today. Um, Rami Malek won it. For oh, Bow Rap. Oh god, yeah. Terry and I were just like, nah. I, yeah. Nah. That has, that film hasn't aged very well, has it? It's one of those ones that everyone came out of feeling really good, and then the more they thought about it, it was like, no, everyone I know it? like yeah. still like super loves it, but. He wasn't our best. Then, it, then, but then things like um, Rocket Man happened as well. Yeah, which is probably a better film. And that's got yeah. absolutely zero nods in the Oscars. There's a snub for you. That is definitely a snub. Yeah, for for lead actor. Why isn't uh, uh, Taron Egerton? Because didn't he get some Golden Globes? He did, I think. Him and Elton. Yeah, yeah. So there's a snub. Stick that up, yeah. Bloody, well, we knew this would happen. Yeah. So we talked about this. Is why Terry and I got so angry. We were yeah. both just like, okay, Rami Malek has won this Oscar. Yeah. We bet we don't see Rocket Man at all in next year's Oscars, yeah. and we bloody haven't. And it's an outrage. But anyway, actor, yeah. <laughs> actor in a leading role. The nominees are, and I have seen all of these as well. This have is you really? lovely. Yeah, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Another one I tried to fit in, didn't see it. Yeah, that was an unlimited screen, I think. Apparently, from yeah. what I can make out, Antonio Banderas hasn't had an Oscar nomination before. Really? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, I do like a bit of Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I did like that film. Um, Leonardo, yeah. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We all know Leonardo, a bit like um, Roger Deakins, lots of nominations, didn't get a win until yeah. he eventually got a win and everyone was just like, it's about ruddy time, but a lot of people thought it was for the wrong he film. He had to be fucked by a bear to get it, though. He wasn't fucked by a bear. <laughs> He was, sorry, he was fucking a bear to, to get it. No. Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Yeah. He's received a supporting nomination for Black Klansman in the past. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Three nominations and one supporting nomination in the past. Yep. And Jonathan Price in Two Popes. What do we think about these? Can I uh, go immediately jump in with a, a snub here? Because how George Mackay isn't nominated for 1917... I do not know. He is. He carries that film on his shoulders. He, you can see. He very rarely talks, but you can see everything that's happening in that film in his eyes. Yep. He should. It. If he was in that, oh, he would be my pick. So, like I was saying about yep. two popes, how are they both nominated in the film? Isn't yep. how does nineteen seventeen get so many nods yep. and they ignore the lead actor? Who is who's absolutely fantastic. Who tells film. a story yep. by? 
barely speaking yep. and just moving his face. Yep. Like, he alone probably made me cry about three times in that film. Just just by just seeing... Just by being. Yeah, just by seeing what he's seeing. We all know he's going to win it, but, I mean, it's... Who's going to win it? Oh, the Joker's going to win it. Do you Joe think? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, well, it's... History, if you go with Golden Globe and SAG Awards, then that kind of says that that's how it's heading, but... Um, He's not who I would choose no. on that list. Which is a shame, because if you'd mm. asked me just after I'd seen The Joker, yeah. I was all over that. Same. And I do love The Joker. Same. And I love Joaquin. Yeah, same. I really, really love him. Yeah. But I've just watched Marriage Story and The Two Popes. And also Antonio Banderas' Pain and Glory, that's going to go under the radar. I haven't yeah. even looked at foreign language films. If it's yeah. in a foreign language category, it's probably going to win that. I don't think so. Because it's up against Parasite as well. Oh, damn. Is, is Pain and Glory up, is it up yeah, for? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I thought we could just briefly mention uh, okay. at some point. We'll, we'll go back to it. We'll go back to yeah. it when we get to Best Picture, if that's okay. Because last year we had the... I, Roma was my, my pick for film. Should have yeah. won Best Picture. But because it's foreign language, it took away foreign language film of the year. Mm. Which is a bit of a, I think, a middle finger to Roma. Yeah. I still haven't um, seen it. That's I, I, it's definitely on the list, but yeah, of films that I was ready to see last year that I didn't get a chance to watch. But but and it's putting Antonio Banderas in this category. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to give it to him. No, I don't either. Um, so I hope Pain and Glory is in the foreign language category. Um, it is. I've just checked. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's no reason why it wouldn't be. No. I I'm not sure then with your. Assertion that it definitely won't win if it's up against Parasite. You haven't seen Pain and Glory. I haven't. No, this is what I think is going to happen. Because okay. the, the world is in love with Parasite at the moment. Well, critics are in love with Parasite. Mm. Um, whereas Pain and Glory, how many... It came out ages ago, didn't yeah, it? How many Moldovar films have won uh, I don't know. awards? I really want to see Pain and Glory. It's definitely on the list. but it It's very different to Parasite. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Leonardo DiCaprio, let's just take that one out. Well, I, I thought he spent the whole film playing Leonardo DiCaprio with a stutter, basically. Yeah, I love Leonardo, yeah. but it's it's one of the weaker ones on the list for me. Yeah, my choice would be Adam Driver from Marriage Story. I think I put that on my. When I sent yeah. you my list, yeah. I went with I ummed and ahs yeah. between Adam Driver and Jonathan Price. Yeah. Because they were the two I hadn't seen and I wasn't convinced about the ones I had seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with Adam Driver. This is my... Before we started recording, yeah. I said to you, I was in a quandary, I don't think I can pick now between Marriage Story and The Two Popes because I loved mm. both films so much. I watched Marriage Story last night and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Did it make you cry at the end when Adam Driver read the letter? No, it didn't oh, make me cry. God, but, but it, it it definitely had like a. It's not, you know, when you watch some films and it's gut wrenching because it's it's cringy. This is just gut wrenching. Yeah, because um, it's real. Yeah, and they it's it's played out. I mean, we'll get to Marriage Story, but Adam Driver's performance in it is really really human. Mm. Like he he, if almost, I'd be surprised if he hasn't gone through something similar, like. I'd be surprised if lots of people haven't gone through yeah. something similar. Because it, it was really, like, 
it felt so real. The whole thing felt so real. I haven't seen it, but is it a modern day Kramer versus Kramer? I haven't seen Kramer versus Kramer either. Listeners, we haven't seen it, but is it a modern day Kramer versus Kramer? Because that's the kind of vibes I was getting off it. And also, how nicely was it filmed? Yeah. But it's got. Little... Is Marriage Story up for Best Picture? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's got the bit where he's singing in the bar as well. Who knew he could sing like that? Well, I didn't. If you, you obviously haven't seen Inside Lewin Davis. I have. Have you? He's yeah. The, yeah. So he's uh, with Justin Timberlake and uh, Adam Driver singing. Yeah. He's the guy that he's the guy in the that does the um uh oh bits in the background. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't sing that no, much. No, I'm playing, but yeah. But you know, this is a whole song. I was really shocked. But it's it's just such a nice like natural it flows from him having this conversation. Song comes on, someone's playing something on the piano that he likes. He gets up, he sings it. And then sits back down again. Everyone applauds him because everyone there loves him. Mm. Um, and then everyone in uh, LA loves ScarJo. Yeah. But, oh, it's just so good. It, I, I, I absolutely love that film. And I love his performance. Yeah. I really, really rate him in there. Mm. And I, did, I, I was watching it and I turned around and said to Chris, it's, for me, mm. <laughs> it's almost a shame that he's Kylo Ren. Because yes. so many, because he's so much more than that. Yeah. And so many reviews I've read of, and I'm guilty of doing this yeah. myself with lots of lots of actors and actresses, where I refer to them hmm. as their most famous role. And lots of people have said stuff like, "Wow, Kylo Ren's really good in this film." Yeah. Um, and and I know I've done that in the past, Same. and I I enjoy Star Wars films, and I love emo Kylo Ren but now I'm kind of thinking God, Kylo Ren's really dumb compared to everything else he's you, done you say that but he is like I didn't like the last Star Wars film but I loved him in all mm. three of those oh, films oh yeah yeah like so whatever whatever problems I have with those films I don't have a problem with him playing Kylo Ren no 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 yeah. I don't I just kind of feel like it's well in a good way it's yeah. like two completely different People, I know it's meant to be because yeah. they're different characters, but sometimes you can't always separate people. Like you know, you were saying like Leonardo's playing Leonardo. Yeah. I can't like I'm watching Adam Driver in Marriage Story, and I'm looking, thinking, I can't believe that's Kylo Ren. Yeah, but that's a good thing, right? And then you see him do some comedy performances as well. Yeah, because I watched some Saturday Night Live yeah. stuff. He's hilarious, and he was great on it. Yeah. yeah, really, really good. So I think it's fair to say that we quite like Adam Driver. Um, I'm. I watch so I, yeah I'm with you I watch Star Wars films I think he's amazing in those but then whilst, whilst um, watching Marriage Story I started googling Adam Driver because I'm like what are we doing now because <laughs> like, I start giving a shit about Adam Driver as an yeah. actor so yeah. can we move a bit further Joaquin's going to win it Joaquin's okay so Joaquin and the Joker everyone's seen the Joker yeah. this is the one along along with 1917 yeah the Joker is the most like biggest response we got about anything yeah yeah um I got one Everyone's response, banging on. One response for Adam Driver, though. Well, I didn't. Oh. But I did get a response f- for another category. Yeah. But I would like to gush a little bit about Jonathan Price now, Go for if it. that's okay. Um, because I'm not sure I can separate. I would be over the moon if Jonathan Price or Adam Driver took home this Oscar. Similar to you Googling Adam Driver. Yeah. I was Googling the Pope. <laughs> um, the actual Pope. Jonathan Price yeah. plays the actual Pope, the the Pope that we have now. Yeah. 
Um, and it's the first time he's played a living character, apparently, or a living person. Yeah. And he wasn't keen at first. He turned it down at first, and then then he obviously taken the role. He made... So I find re- things about religion quite interesting. Same. And I'm drawn to those kinds of films, documentaries, whatever. So I was always going to have an interest in the two popes, and I specifically went to Rome for my 40th because I wanted to go to the Vatican. Yeah. Um, and so I ticked that off my box. Lovely. When I was watching this film, Jonathan Price made me almost fall in love with a man that I gave zero shits about before. I I don't know who our pope is. I, well, I say our pope. He's not my pope. I'm yeah. not. I'm not Catholic. He made me give a shit about who the current Pope is and made me fall in love with this character. I'm saying character air quotes because it is a a real person. And the the parts of the film that are based on fact, because there's things like speeches and events that actually took place because they're documented and we know they took place because they were filmed and they recorded, et cetera, et cetera. So there are certain things that we know they said to each other or we know they went to the same place at the same time. But then there's private conversations between them which are fictionalised yeah. and speculated on and they're like, we think we're, we've got them as accurate, but some of it's fictionalised. But the conversations between these two men, between Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins, are so, for me, like so engaging and so interesting and there are scenes where you don't hear anything it's like it's blocked out so hmm. Anthony Hopkins Pope is obviously revealing something he's confessing they hear yeah. each other's confessions that's that's the, the main bit of, towards the end of the film and because they can't say they can't have Anthony Hopkins saying well I know a load of priests bummed a load of boys <laughs> and I did nothing about it they yeah. can't say that yeah they're not the New Orleans Saints yeah so it's all. You've got Anthony Hopkins telling Jonathan Price, and you see that you see the reaction on Jonathan Price's face. Yeah. Okay. And so there's no speaking or anything. We're not hearing any voices. We're just looking at a man's face, and that's some of the best acting I've seen. His yeah. his reaction to it is so brilliant and so perfect. And he he is let's say a progressive pope. Yeah. Um. And it's. I just thought he was so brilliant in it. I'm a massive fan of physical acting. Like any time you can see something, you you can tell exactly what's going on by facial expressions. For example, uh, the one that always springs to mind is there's a bit in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with uh, Jack Nicholson, where you can see he's like his ideas are changing in his head, mm. and it's, it lasts for about it must be about twenty seconds. Like so it's just focusing on his face, and you can see everything that's going on. You know exactly what he's thinking, and, and yeah, so I'm a big fan of that. So yeah. There's the scenes where he's incredibly troubled and uh, obviously like wrestling with yeah. his beliefs, his emotions and what he believes is right for yeah. him to do and how it's portrayed on his face. He just seems like a very real person. Yeah. And when do you ever look at a Pope and think, oh, they seem like a real guy? I must say, you've, you've yet to watch it, yeah? Yeah. There's a scene with pizza, okay? Jonathan Price eating his pizza with Anthony Hopkins (laughs) is just 
so charming, yeah. so wonderful, because Anthony Hopkins is saying grace over the pizza and Jonathan Price just wants to tuck in. <laughs> and he keeps reaching for his pizza and Anthony Hopkins hasn't finished saying grace yet. And it's just brilliant because they were eating pizza and drinking Fanta <laughs> next to the Sistine Chapel. They're sat in a little room out, yeah. or just off. And apparently this meeting actually happened and someone sent out for pizza. Apparently these things actually happened, but yeah. what they said in the room is obviously speculated. I think Jonathan Price is so, so brilliant in The Two Popes. So who would you like to see win this then? Really, Jonathan Price or Adam Driver. I can't yeah. pick between the two. Same. I would well, love, no, love, love. Driver, but yeah. I would love one of those two to win it because those two films really from those lists. But I'd like to, I'd, if George Mackay was in this, I, I would have, mm. I'd have chosen him. But yeah, I, I think um, for me, it's probably Adam Driver. Mm. Surprised um, either, uh, depend who you chose, choose Matt Damon or um, Christian Bale's not in it for. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. We've been about glad. snubs. Yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised that Christian Bale's not up for something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was like a standout performance, but at the same time, I'm surprised they they did they decided not to go with it anyway. Yeah, I think if you're going to include people like Leonardo, Leonardo yeah, yeah. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, then Christian Bale for Le Mans '66, yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, who did Terry say? He went with Joaquin. Yeah, he thinks that's who he thinks is going to win. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think he might win it too, but. I would like one of the others to win it. A couple of quick responses to this, though. Um, Lauren said Adam Driver, mm-hmm. the marriage story. And then uh, our Lucy, she said uh, Joaquin Phoenix. But yeah. Um, yeah, I had lots of people. I'm sorry I don't mm. have a list of names, but I had just loads of people saying Joaquin. Joaquin. But I think I've got the vegan gang on my side. <laughs> well, because he's vegan, isn't he? Oh, yeah. So th- that's, that's not a reason to vote for someone in a film, though. Uh, you asked the vegans that. <sighs> Um, anyway, moving on. Let's go <laughs> sure. on to Best Actress. Sure. Last year's winner? No idea. Olivia Coleman for The Favourite. Oh, yeah. I still haven't watched that. Oh, God. So good. <laughs> I've heard that. It's, so good. I meant to watch it before the, the best of the year, but I never got a chance to. Yeah. We really enjoyed yeah. The Favourite. Um, this year, personally, I prefer the leading actor yes. category. I'm I'm so underwhelmed by leading actors. Sorry, are you saying because men are better actors? Unbelievable. I know, what a prick, right? I'm, I'm real. Um, so the first one, and I, I'm really ashamed to say, I knew nothing, I've never even heard of this film until I started mm. typing out the nominations. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Yep, I've not watched it. No idea. I hadn't even heard yeah. of the film until I did this. Um, Scar Jo for Marriage Story. The girl... Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Mm previously nominated for Lady Bird in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and a supporting actress in Atonement. Yep. Charlize Theron in Bombshell, three nominations, and she won for Monster back in 2004. Of course she did, yeah. Cracking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, we all know she should have won for Fury Road. Yes, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, <laughs> Renee yeah. Zellweger in Judy, she's had three nominations before and she's won a supporting actress role. Right, straight off the bat, can I go with it, get in with a snub? Mm-hmm. Lupita Nyong'o from Us Why, how is she not on this list mm. she, she puts in like I know horror films get looked down on but it's not even really a horror film like it's her performance in that as both oh is that a spoiler it's not really is it you know that the film is like a year yeah, old exactly and you know it's doppelganger isn't it her performance in that is outstanding as both the characters that she yeah. plays um, and she should have been on this list yeah but Cynthia Erivo yeah 
is the only black actor nominee this year. Which is crazy. That's why uh, Lupita's not in it. Yeah, because they They can't have two black people. Exactly, yeah, which is crazy. I, I, I haven't seen it. I've only seen one of the films on this list, but I, I think I know who's going to win this one. Who do you think is going to win? I think, well, Renee Zellweger is playing, a, a, um, playing Judy Garland, so... I've seen Judy. Yeah. Renee Zellweger in Judy yeah. is incredible. I hear that. I've what that she's well. done with her voice, and yeah. she had a lot of voice coaching, mm. but how she's done it... And this goes back... This goes back to some of mine and Terry's like beef with yeah. um, Rami Malek. Yeah. Because matey boy from Rocket Man, I've forgotten his name. Yeah, at, uh, Taron, Taron Egerton. Egerton. Yeah. Did his singing. Yeah. Renee Zellweger has gone through a lot of voice coaching to do Judy. Yeah. And she does it so well. Yeah. Um, it was. It's a very, I think, underrated film. I don't think it got enough praise as it did as a film, like as a story. It's probably mm. not the most thrilling because it's it's a short period of time before her death so it's like right at the end of her career but you've got Renee Zellweger playing a very yeah. fragile I think you could probably argue that um, Judy Garland was always very fragile but a very fragile Judy Garland but what she does with her voice is really really incredible um, Charlize Theron in Bombshell again I kind of find I feel Bombshell is a three way supporting yeah, yeah. thing I, I love Charlize Theron I really really love her but as far as I'm concerned, she's not playing a lead no. in this film. And I don't think it's strong enough. How she, I kind of feel like they're scraping the barrel a bit by putting her in it. Mm. Why not have Lapita Nyong'o in here yeah. instead? Um, but the other, everyone else in it I'm fine with. I don't know Cynthia Erivo though. I don't know that film. I'm I, really I, sorry. I, I would like to watch it now, though. Like if it, I don't even know if it's out nod. when it's out. Yeah. She's up for Best Original Song, I think, yeah. as well. Going back to uh, beef with um, what's his face from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm. Rami Malek. Um, originally, if, if if he'd have come in and he'd have sung like Freddie Mercury, give him the Oscar, like immediately, no problems. Yeah, give him the Oscar because he's learned how to sing opera, basically. Uh, but yeah, as he he came in. Um, and it didn't feel like a, an Oscar-worthy performance, I completely agree. But usually that goes a long way. You play characters that are popular in pop culture, and if they do a good job, then generally you'll probably get a nod towards the Oscars. I thought if if I'm being critical of uh, whether uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story, I thought Adam Driver put in a slightly better performance, but I thought Scarlett Johansson was really good in it as well. Though. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> but, sorry about that. But um, but that's the only one I've seen. So that's, that would obviously be my choice. But um, I think I think Renee Zellweger is going to win it. Yeah, Saoirse is that her name? Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Yeah, I love right. I really really love Little Women, but I kind of think of it as an ensemble piece. I was going to mention this that that the Oscars still don't do uh, best ensemble cast. I would. That's exactly what Little Women yeah. should be up for to pull out. Her or Florence Pugh. Yeah, I don't know how they've done that. And why are none of the guys are okay? Talking about snubs, mm. why isn't Timothy Chalamet up for something? Because he was as good as both of these. Yeah, in in his role. Um, and I think Laura Dern was as good as mm. both of those. So, yeah, I I think of Little Women very much so as an ensemble piece. I wouldn't pick her out and say that she stood head and shoulders above anyone else. And and a 
get, yeah, that she is, the story is mainly about her, but I mm. don't feel like Florence Pugh was in it much less than her. No. Um, it's a tricky one. Judy might, uh, Renee might win it for Judy because she's playing a real person. I like, I think I put ScarJo down for this because at the time I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, I would rather see Scarlett Johansson win for Marriage Story than for Jojo Rabbit. I'm the other way around. I think she was really, really good in Jojo Rabbit. Just as, um, the particularly the bit that I, I think it was more of an Oscar-worthy performance. Particularly the bit when uh, he's talking about his dad, and then she has to pretend to be his his mm. dad with the 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 coal set on as a yeah. beard and stuff like that, and then the dancing, and then just the fact that you genuinely care about that character in that film. Do you um, not care about her in Marriage Story? You do. Yeah, you want you want you spend the whole of Marriage Story equally hoping that they get back together at the end of it and hoping that they don't get back together at the end of it because one is something you actually want to happen mm. and the other is what makes it a good film. Yeah. So um yeah, no you you feel really bad for her because by all accounts Adam Drive is a bit of a dick. Um he's very controlling. But um, we'll talk more about that when yeah. we talk about best picture. Definitely. But um, uh, but I think um, I th- I thought her performance in Jojo Rabbit was slightly better, but at the same time she was very good in Marriage Story as well. So. Yeah, I just I just preferred Marriage Story mm. as a film, so yeah. I think that's that's why. But yeah, yeah, this year I prefer the leading actor nominations to the leading actress. Well, it just feels like there's a couple of missteps in leading actress as yeah. well. So yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Terry's gone for Renee. Cool. And we had. I'm not sure if he's seen it. I think it's obviously this is just who he thinks is going to yeah, win. Yeah, so yeah. But even so, I'm not sure. And we had one vote for Renee as well on the on the Instagram. I only had votes for. So this was kind of fun. Mm. I only had votes for Scarlett Johansson in this category. Uh, it turns out everyone thought they were voting for JoJo Rabbit. So I was just like, no, she's up <laughs> for best supporting yeah. JoJo Rabbit. And they were like, "Oh no, I didn't, I didn't mean to vote for that because I don't think anyone had seen Marriage Story." So that was kind of fun. Mm. Yep. So there's a lot of love for Scarlett Johansson this year at the Oscars. Yep. Um, okay, let's. We've got two more to talk about. Yeah. These are the big guns. Although I personally prefer actor nominations yeah. to director nominations, but let's go with achievement in directing nominees. Don't think, really think there's any surprises here, with the exception of maybe one. Okay. Um, so the Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Uh, yep, his name's Martin Scorsese. He gets nominated for Oscars, even though he hasn't won many for Best Director. But yeah, he's won one. Yeah, for um, Departed. Yes, yeah. which was a while ago. He's had eight yeah. Oscar directing nominations thus far. Yeah. Todd Phillips for Joker, obviously most well known for directing the Hangover film. This is his first directing nomination. Maybe his last. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Well, when he goes back to Hangover 4. Who yeah, knows? He, he says he's not going to do it, does he? But yeah. Um, but I, th- I don't think there's any uh, doubting that people love the Joker film. Yeah. Um, Sam Mendes for 1917. Only two nominations previously. And he won with American Beauty. Was the other one Road to Perdition? Don't think so. But I can look that up okay, when, because you're going to blather on about one of these, I'm sure. Tarantino, of course, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He hasn't won before, has yeah. he? He's won. Has he not? Not for director, I don't oh, think. Oh, just best film? Yes. Oh, okay. And 
and the director of Parasite. Bong Joon-ho. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dan, four of those films we've discussed before. Tell us about Parasite. So, I think whilst it has one of the more surprising uh, mid-film moments of of any of the films I've seen this year, I think that it's one of those films that you're either going to love or you're going to think is a bit dull. I personally really, really liked it. And whilst I don't necessarily think it should win Best Picture, I think as a director, what he puts together in terms of of how the film plays out, I think he does a very, very good job of it. Whereas, so Todd Phillips, for example... I'm not so sure that is the best directed film I've seen. Like, I like The Joker. I think it's a good film. I think Whacking Phoenix acts his arse off. But there's things in it that are just a bit cringy Mm. throughout that film. Uh, uh, Parasite is a film that I think is quite a slow burn. But at the same time, you spend a lot of it either laughing, cringing, or uh, feeling bad for what's going on on screen in general. Uh, and I think that is the credit of the director that's that's done that personally. Um, in terms of just like I reckon I could draw the layout of that house that they're in in Parasite. Yeah. Both the both the house and where the family stay at the start of the film as well. I reckon I could probably draw the layout of both of those, um, which maybe means it deserves a nod for cinematography, but also just for the fact that the directors put life into this house. Um, probably deserve some writing nods as well. It's 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 a very well put together film, I think. Mm. Um, and you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. Uh, I really liked it. I thought this was. Um, I was always I was expecting to like it anyway, so I probably went in with a couple of notches up on where I thought it was going to be. I thought the jokes were funny. I thought the suspenseful bits were particularly suspenseful, uh, and the combination of two at times. Um, worked really really well I'm guessing you weren't a fan of it uh, yeah I wasn't that fussed about no. it um, I went in expecting great things and I have to say I just thought it was okay mm. um, I didn't find it funny mm. um, the, the jokes didn't land for me but I didn't hate it at all no. I liked it just didn't love it yeah yeah um, so yeah it was I, just, I found it quirky and mm. fun but it didn't it feels out of place here. Maybe if it's up for foreign language film, maybe it's better suited there. It just doesn't feel... It's hmm. It's just not that kind of film for me. I, it just, yeah. just didn't do it for me. But it's directed very, very well. Yeah. So, like, even, even if... The, the twists in it, I don't think anyone saw coming. No. Um, and... And there are signs, like, through the start of the film. I'd love to... I need to watch it again. It. Yeah. And, and I think there are signs throughout the film that that is, is heading that way, at least. Or something's going on that you're not expecting. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I would character. I would probably re-watch it again. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as I was expecting. Because no. I'd heard a lot of hype about this yeah. film. And then I was just kind of like, oh, okay, it was, it was okay. Coincidentally, probably not my choice for director, for best director, though, at the same time. So, uh there's that yeah um, who do we think is going to win I think it's tricky actually isn't it 
I think Sam Mendes might take this. Yeah. And I think he's the one I would pick as well. If I had my choice, he's the person I'd pick. Do you think 1917 is going to win Best Film? Well, we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Yeah. But um, I think Scorsese with The Irishman... There's almost part of me that thinks there might be a bit of backlash against the Netflix thing Mm. with certain things. And I know we haven't mentioned it with A Marriage Story or Two Popes, but Mm. there's almost part of me that thinks... I don't, I don't know what the Academy think of that. Like, I know it, Two Popes did have a small theatrical release. Yeah, so did The Irishman as well. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know what people think of that. I think Todd Phillips stands a chance. So I don't necessarily think he's, it's the best directed film in the world. I think it's a very well put together film, but there's certainly some missteps in it as well. There's certainly some bits that you think, does it need that? Could, could this... Could this have been a little bit tighter in certain places and, and left more to... We, we know the Batman story, so maybe just dance around it a bit more rather than just going headfirst into the Batman story. Could this be Quentin Tarantino's time? Um, maybe. It's, 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 a, it's a very well-put-together film, but it's another one that maybe you could have cut some... Air, we, we discussed this on the... Um, top 10 podcast mm. that there are bits where it, it maybe lingers a little bit too long on certain scenes um, and, and maybe it could have been if I was to pick a Quentin Tarantino film to win an Oscar for best directing this would probably not be the one I would no, pick no but it could be like the Leonardo thing where yeah. they're kind of like oh let's let's give him an Oscar now yeah. or, uh, or Scorsese with The Departed as well which is by no means his best film but I prefer The Departed to The Irishman I do as well. I think it's a better film than The Irishman. I'd be very surprised if he wins an award for this. I think Sam Mendes is probably the one to win it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a tricky list. For me. As I've as mm. I've said, I'm not, I'm ne- not really that keen on uh, best director categories. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I was to pick one from that, based on how much I like the films, I'd have to go for 1917. That's yeah. because I probably watch films differently mm. to you. I. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that if if it wins best cinematography, it should probably also win best director as mm. well. Because the one thing it's, it does that's very impressive is it plays out a story in, in a very unique way, um, and that's down to the director and the cinematographer or director of photography, as it is in this, uh, working very closely to one another mm. coming up with unique ways to do things and when you come up with unique ways to do things it means that you tend to be a bit more creative with, with how it's done what did Terry say? I haven't got one he didn't got put a director do you want me to ask him quickly? sure I think he might be at work though well, I'll ask him and see if he's if he comes back to me and we can get back to it later moving on then to the big the big award of the night if you like <laughs> best motion picture of the year yep I'm going to run through them. I think Do this it. is the first time in a long time I've seen them all. I've seen all but one. Thank goodness for that Parasite advanced screening that we got. That's unreal. Good timing. I know, right? Mm. Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite. Best picture. Should we just go down, down the list? Or where, where do you want to start? We can just talk about them if you want. For yeah. sure. So Ford vs. Ferrari, I saw this morning. And that is very much my kind of film. Mm. I love that film. And if I did my top ten now, it would be in the top my top four. Yeah. Maybe my top three. Terry and I both had it in our top yeah. tens, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love that film. 
Uh, and so it comes from a place of love when I say that I'm not sure it's in. It should be in the running for best picture. Yeah, this year. agree. Like that that film hits so many notes that are very relevant to me. I love sports films, and this is essentially a sports film um, about something that actually happened. It mm-hmm. looks great. Like in terms of just production awards, it should win a lot of those. So what kind of with regards to cinematography, yeah, yeah, yeah. this hasn't, one. but it's not yeah. nominated for it. So what about for things like Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah. Would it be up for things like sound awards? I was about to say sound mixing in terms of just that, that guttural sound mm. that you get from the cars in it. Like you, it was a very edge of your seat yeah, film. You get a sense of power and speed in it. So like when he's pushing the engine his, his engine mm. it's not just you see a speedo and it's in the red for the 7000 to 8000 revs or whatever it is it's also the sound of the engine as well yeah um the screeching of the tires like you always feel like it's going to come off at any point like it it's, it gives a sense of of danger yeah. like like not many other racing films have managed i think like when he's just wanging it around the corners you just get the feeling that it's going to come off at any point yeah I mean, I think we were all pressing our imaginary brake pedal. Yes, yes, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, particularly the, the race when he when he's racing against the Ferrari, mm. like down the stretch, and you, it's like who's going to brake last? And you really, you know, the whole time you're like, please brake, please brake, please please brake, and it's just great, it's just fantastic. I, I, I really like it. At the same time, uh, so yeah, best sound. Um, there's, there's probably some other production awards. Or po- I win. personally probably would have put uh, Christian Bale in for some kind of acting. Yeah, I think nod. Uh, once again, uh, people find his accent jarring. I see. I don't at all. I thought he nailed it. He nailed. Well, I thought a, it was spot on. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's meant to be. Um, this is where I'm going to get it wrong. I think he's meant to be East Midlands, isn't he? So like, he's meant to be like. Uh, my geography's terrible. I thought it stayed consistent. Yeah, I thought so as well. Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's, it's not a Brummie accent, but it's it's that kind of northern, yeah, almost almost northern kind of yeah, that kind of area of Midlands accent. So yeah, we love Ford versus Ferrari. Whether or not it's mm. it's it belongs in this category, mm. but I think we've both got films that we don't feel belong here. The Irishman, I believe. Mm-hmm. I get why it's there. I put that down as my. I thought it was going to win. Yeah, but. It's probably because I'm normally disappointed by... God, we haven't done last year's winners. Hold on. Last year's winner for Best Director was Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. Uh, for Roma. Rightly so. Where's my bloody best film? Actor, film... Oh, it was Green Book. Oh, yeah. Of course it was, yeah. Yeah. Lovely, lovely Green Book. So, um, we were happy with those. Um, the Irishman... I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it won. I wouldn't be happy if it won. I, I, if it wins, I don't know. Like, it's not the most memorable Martin Scorsese film, is it? No, but the most memorable don't often win. No, I know, and and it's it's very good, I suppose. But I get the fit. Say someone else had made that film, hmm. I'm not sure it would have been on this list. No, not at all. No. I, if yeah. someone else had made this film, it wouldn't be a film. It would be a TV series. It would have been, which is what it should have been. Should have been a miniseries. I agree with that. But as I say, miniseries don't win Oscars, and that's mm. why it's nearly four hours of. I I got two hours in. No, I got the, the, the 
the one I remember was I got three hours in and what felt like an ending. And so I looked at it and it said, I've still got half an hour left. I'm like, but this, what else could they possibly say about this story? Well, interestingly, I'm pretty sure it was Parasite. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but Lucy said she, she looked at her watch an hour into Parasite and was just like, shit, we've got like another hour and 20 minutes left to go of this. But not in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't dislike the film. But yeah, The Irishman for me, I think I, I said on the other pod, it took me three sittings to get through. It took me three sittings, but they were really uneven sittings. But it's interesting how I can... I'm sure lots of people do this. Yeah. Binge watch TV yeah. till the cows come home. Sit down for 12 hours watch a TV series, no problem. Because TV's... Give me a three-hour film, and I'm just like, oh, God. TV's designed so that it's... Every episode has a beginning and an end. Mm. So, like, so whatever happens, even if you're watching three TV episodes in a row, something exciting is going to happen in those TV series. Yeah. It's not going to be a constant run. Mm. At the same time, there's, there's, there's clear, distinct points when you can go split this in three yeah. into The Irishman. So, like, right up to the bit where he first meets Jimmy Hoffa, go, right, part one, there you go. Yeah. And then part two, him working for Jimmy Hoffa. Part three is what I won't go into any more detail, even though you know it is history. It's not actually just part of the film. I, I, yeah, it would have made a very good TV series with uh, beginning, middles, and ends, like in certain points. But it, it, I, I didn't find myself bored. I just, I just thought that um, the difference between this and Parasite is Parasite's a slow film, not necessarily a long film. Yeah. So like, if if you're not into it if you're not feeling it then it's going to feel really long but it's shorter than uh, Marriage Story by about a quarter of an hour what is uh, Parasite oh yeah I know yeah, so. even, uh, The Irishman no The Irishman is not The Irishman is very long so mm. yeah but The Irishman is just a long film yeah with, with lots of stuff happening that's, that's quite good I quite liked it I just didn't love it yeah Jojo Rabbit I love Jojo Rabbit so this is one of this is another divisive film though I think uh, I know you weren't a fan no people are misinterpreting what yeah. I'm saying I liked it I didn't love it This is, yeah. I feel this is out of place on this oh, list really? I really like Jojo Rabbit I really did it mm. was not what I was expecting and I was disappointed because yeah. I wanted it to be funnier than it was yeah. but that's different strokes for different folks yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the story with the heart bit um, I liked the funny bits yeah. but for me this this doesn't feel like a similar to you thinking that Oh, saying that Ford versus Ferrari feels out of place in this. Mm. Is, I do feel that Jojo Rabbit feels out of place. I did love Jojo Rabbit though. Yeah. But maybe just not the right way. Yeah. Certain elements of it. I I think it's the surprising nature of what Takawatiti's done in the past that make me think that this is a deserving Oscar film. So that that I went in thinking he's crazy goofy Hitler in this. And that's, yeah. that's 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 what you see in the trailers. Uh, and I came out of it thinking it's uh, a very heartfelt story about uh, some a kid who's trying to define what he actually is. Yeah. He's being told by a uh, society that he should be one thing, but he's also got a, a mother and uh, another character in it that's telling him he should be something else. Yeah. And it's him making his own decisions and becoming, uh, particularly when there's no there's no father figure in that mm-hmm. in that household, and his father father figure comes from society um, and that's why he's been grown up he's growing up in that specific way even though he's definitely not that like mm. throughout the films it becomes that and I think it does a really good job of that and and for that I think it is probably an Oscar worthy film um, there are some hilarious moments in it though um, I will just say uh, Sam Rockwell's uniform just anything that Sam Rockwell yes. does in that yes. film is hilarious yeah 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 like but his, his uni- so there we go there's another yeah. snub 
Was that Sam Rockwell? Yeah. Maybe best supporting actor in that. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I think that's a pretty good shout. Yeah. yeah. He was probably my favourite thing about that film. Yeah, him and, and Alfie Allen, um, like the two of them together. When <laughs> bit at the end, when he come, when he's designing yes. that that uh, uniform, and when then he, he actually comes out in it. When the he end. designed it, I'm like. I need to see that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need to see him in that uniform, yeah. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Hasn't rained for, like, what, three days? I know. Probably? And now it's raining cats and dogs. As we're literally getting to the most important part as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. Well, maybe it wants us to go. Raining cats and dogs. Maybe right, Dad. <laughs> Poodles everywhere. Oh, uh, maybe it wants us to go and dance down some stairs and some in the rain. Maybe. Maybe. That's a, that's a segue, by the way. Oh, the next film on the list is Joker. (laughs) Sorry. I don't think the Joker's the best film this year. It's the best film in this category. No, but along with 1917, it's had the most amount of uh, listener, Instagram, Facebook feedback. But having said that, I think most people have only seen the Joker (laughs) in 1917. Possibly, yeah. Um, Maybe. So... Yeah, Joker gets a lot of has got a lot of love, and I do. Fair enough. I love it. Fair enough. It's, a good it's film. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, if you'd have asked me when I came out of the cinema, is that the best film you've seen this year? I was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I love the Joker. I love the Joker. I'd have been. I'd have told you it should be up for every award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Since that, we've seen 1917. <laughs> and we both said we're, go- we're going to be hard pushed to see anything better than that this year yeah like so, it's almost um, disappointing that 1917 came out that early this year it's I mean to be honest you might as well just scrub out everything else <laughs> on this list but um, but we won't anyway Little Women is also up for it now if it's going to win an award oh we didn't say a director snub uh, any women including Greta Gerwig for, for Little Women um, yeah no no women no black people this yeah. year that's just that's just how it's going to be um but Little Women, yeah. as an ensemble piece, as we were saying, it, it should be defined yeah. rather than picking out individuals. So if it was going to win an award, maybe Best Motion Picture of the Year should be its award. Mm. Is it going to win Best Picture? I'd be surprised. I would be surprised. But it, I do think it's a very good film. It, I really want to see it. I like Greta Gerwig. She did um, Florence Ha. And she did something else as well, didn't she, recently? I can't remember what the other film she's done that as a director. She, she's a really good director. I know did that Did she much. do Ladybird? She, no, that was... Was that her? I don't know. We're God, am I might get my women mixed up. Oh, come on, Sonia. Oh, embarrassing. Greta Gerwig that director. Had, I might be getting confused because Saoirse Ronan was up for an Oscar for Ladybird. I really like Ladybird as well, by the way. I never saw it. Really? No. It was Ladybird, yes. She directed Ladybird. God for that. Yeah, um, yeah I really like Little Women. Is it going to win Best Picture? Probably not, because it's got women in it. <laughs> and that, that's you not just the give theme. it to the Irishman. That's not the theme of this Oscars, is it? No. So, yeah. uh, Marriage Story. I love this film. So do we want to actually just... We, I mean, we've, we've kind of spaffed on about it. But, <laughs> but, but like, it is a really good film. So I've never seen Kramer versus Kramer, but yeah. I'm going to call it a modern-day Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> this film... I really think first of all it's filmed in such a way that although it's set in present day yeah. it looks like it's set 70s maybe yeah um, just by the way it's filmed and the way it looks it looks like a cool old TV show or something yeah 
think the two leads are incredibly cool but incredibly ordinary in it as yeah. well there's one scene where they come home early from something and the babysitter sat on the sofa yeah brilliantly with the top button of her trousers undone like you do yeah, when you're yeah, relaxing yeah. on the sofa and because they've come home early she has to stand up and do her trousers up <laughs> she's like sorry I wasn't expecting you back and she just stands there and goes god you two are so attractive yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are but yeah. at the same time they're very ordinary and it is a story of a marriage that's just broken down yeah. and these two people are going through a divorce do they want to get divorced? Don't they want it? They want it. They want it to be a quick, easy, amicable divorce. But lawyers get involved, and it starts to get a bit tricky. But ultimately, I think it's two people that still care deeply about each other, but just don't want to be married to each other. And there's some very, very touching scenes in it. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned about Adam Driver reading the letter. So yeah. very early on in the film, they go to counselling, and their counsellor asks them to write down what they love about the other person yeah, which is a great bait and twist for the film as well yeah, yeah and then they the therapist basically says can you read out your letters and uh scarlett johansson refuses to read her she goes no, i don't know i don't like what i've written yeah whereas adam driver's like well i'll read mine i'm happy with what i've written because he's basically saying to his wife well i'm happy with what i've written you know because these are the things that i love about you and i'm happy to read them out probably because i still feel this way yeah whereas she's just like no i'm not going to read it out but right towards the end of the film, their son has somehow got hold of the letter that Scarlett Johansson has written. It's such a beautiful scene he's, as well. And he's yeah. learning to read, so yeah. he's reading it out. Adam Driver is helping him and yeah. at first doesn't realise what it is. And then there's just this, such a lovely bit right at the end where he just reads out a line and it chokes him up. Yeah. And at that point, Scarlett Johansson appears in the doorway. He yeah. doesn't see her there. And it's just so so well done it's so subtle I've heard people talking about the fight that they had yeah and that there's been people taking the piss out of it oh really or memes have been made or something I don't know that that fight was so real yeah and yeah it was just so real these two people having this fight and it escalates and escalates and escalates until they basically scream that they hate each other And then both break down in tears because they don't hate each other. And then they're apologising for saying these terrible things. It's even worse than that. He he wants he says he wants her he dead. He wants her dead. And yeah. then he's on the floor crying, going, yeah. oh my God, I, of course I didn't mean that. And it's it's just a very real thing, mm. a very real film about very real things. And I think probably things that most people have gone through, even if you mm. haven't gone through a, a marriage and a subsequent divorce, you've gone through a breakup with yeah. someone and you might not have screamed at them that you wished they were dead, but you've yeah. probably said hurtful things. And it, it was just—I just thought it was just so, so well done. Yeah. And I, I like the ordinary nature of it. I was talking to Rich from the fan club about Scarlett mm. Johansson. There's something about her. She's almost like as if she's from a different era, and she's got this beauty that's just kind of like she's just beautiful. Yeah. But she's kind—you can't really like place her in a. Not like Margot Robbie beautiful. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, like I think she's quite. I don't really know how to describe this. There's something timeless about Scarlett Johansson. However, in Marriage Story, they haven't taken her beauty away. But I think they've made her very relatable. Yeah. And she looks tired. She looks looks tired. When she goes to see her lawyer for the first time and she sat on the sofa and the lawyer just says to her, how are you doing? She just starts crying. And I thought to myself she looks tired and sometimes you watch these films and they're still they've got their hair done they've yeah, got their yeah. makeup done they're going oh my god my marriage is falling apart I feel terrible but you actually believe 
that her marriage is falling apart and she feels terrible. That scene with Laura Dern is particularly good because she's sitting there and she looks she looks like she had a day basically and Laura Dern is is covered in makeup basically perfect looks, hair looks fantastic but yeah. in that dress yeah figure exactly, hugging yeah. dress looks amazing yeah and then you've got Scarlett Johansson sat next to her looks just like shit to yeah. be honest yeah she's um it's such a good film I I, I I I don't know what I was expecting but I wasn't expecting that yeah and the bait and switch I say at the start where they're, they're reading out things they love about each other and then it comes down to but we're splitting up yeah 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 um so well done it's yep. very like understated and just I really really loved it I yeah, wasn't same. expecting I thought oh I'm gonna I knew it was up for Oscars I thought oh, I'll give this a watch it'll probably be alright Yeah. I wasn't prepared quite for how much I was gonna love it watching Two Popes followed by Marriage Story I was just kind of like oh well, this has fucked up my Oscar <laughs> predictions isn't it um, yeah fantastic yep. even if you even if you don't think it's like a blockbuster or like yeah. an Oscar best picture film winner I do think Marriage Story is very much worth a watch just for to watch two brilliant actors sort of like similar it, to The Two Popes yeah. which should be in this category no, I agree. to watch yeah. two amazing actors just bounce off each other yeah just talking for a whole yeah, film yeah well, that, that's similar to a lot of them on this actually like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. has a hint of that as well and it's, it's where but there's clearly a connection these are two clearly amazing it feels like a stage show as well and yeah. I think that's must be deliberate because yeah. obviously he is a stage director yeah yeah and he loves the the his goal is to is to be this this amazing like stage he wants to stay on the stage mm. and she wants to become she wants to become famous basically she wants she's doing the pilots and she wants to put a career together her career but all up until we see her in this film she's obviously been led to believe that it's less worthy than what he's doing and that he she should follow his vision and there's probably tons of relationships that are like this about whether it's they've moved to certain places or because because of his career they've done certain things because of him and like eventually someone just says well I, I want to go do my own thing and it yeah. works it's perfect really really good film yeah yeah. really really rate it yeah uh, completely different vibe 1917 yeah it's alright yeah Someone actually commented. I I posted, but I'd gone to see this film on Facebook, and it got the usual sort of like thumbs up and people going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing film." And then someone made a comment that they didn't like it. They said, "This film is so unbelievable. How are we meant to believe a that that woman went undetected, and the the song in the forest went on for too went on for too long?" And I was so astounded by their comment, but because I found it so petty that I nearly wrote, "Is this a joke?" Because I can't tell. Yeah. And then I went back a little while later and they deleted their own comments. I think someone else might have had a go at them. But it was one of those comments where I was just like, did you even watch the film? Because they're not even two valid points you've got there, you know, because they're so petty and small. When we went into this, I said to you, didn't I, is it going to be as good as Dunkirk? And you said yes. And then afterwards, we both said we probably liked it a little bit more than Dunkirk because you're attached to those attached to those two characters for the whole thing rather than going back and forth. Um, and I think we both said as well we're going to be hard pushed to see anything better than this hmm. is it going to win cinematography director and picture could do it yeah. deserves to I think I, it I think could. it deserves to yeah. I, I think as I said like if, if I'm score if I'm maybe I think there's probably better scores potentially but um, 
if I'm invited back onto the top ten list next year, I think the the, the two we've just mentioned, yep. one after the other, will pr- almost certainly be very yep. high up on that list. Hundred uh, percent. Although Marriage Story was that last year. We didn't include it. No, true. Okay, well I'm fine with that then. But 1917 will will it will take something to make a, to be a better film than 1917 yeah. for me at least anyway. Uh, I I'm kind of fascinated by World War One as it is anyway because it is. The idea of of just something that harrowing and that that just disturbing and and people what people put themselves through on a daily basis is it's, it's interesting to me in the most like morbid kind of way like like the fact that it was the last of the old style wars fought with new weaponry is how it's described mm. um, and like the idea that you just charge at the people with machine guns was was just like alien to me now but at the time it seemed so normal. Uh, and what people went through, uh, and whether some of the scenes are realistic, which they're probably not. Like uh, he just floats down a stream and eventually makes it to a certain point, but that's fine because it's narratively it makes sense. Yeah. Whether she could just hide there, I don't know, but I get the feeling that some of this was based on stories from uh, was it Sam Mendes's granddad? Or, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like it's dedicated to him, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the point. Whether it's necessarily yeah. a realistic depic- depiction of World War One, I. I think what they do is fit in a lot of this happened in World War One. Uh, one of the things I like about it are the less realistic things, like how it goes from the, the, those muddy trenches mm. where you're just there's just he's just walking through bodies and barbed wire and dead horses oh. and mud and ditches that people did legitimately drown in in World War One because yeah. they were that deep. Um, and then all of a sudden he crosses the line and it's... Greenfield. Uh, Greenfield, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's blossom on the trees, isn't there? Yeah. It's, it's almost like unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I think everyone should watch 1917. I, I do think we're going to be hard pushed to see anything as, I hate this word, as epic as this. Yeah, it's, this it's, year. it is an epic. Because there are films that I feel like from an enjoyment level mm. are as good for me like Marriage Story yeah but it's not an epic like 1917 no. but yeah 1917 is all that I I I'll happily say I think I cried about three times in this film you totally did yeah I watched you wiping away <laughs> tears I, 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 I have an emotional response to things like this uh, it's particularly war films that are done in this 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 way and it does it so well some people complain that that every time there's an officer in it it takes them out of the film because they're all like uh, famous actors. Fine with that. I like yeah. Mark Strong's performance in it. I like um, uh, Moriarty's performance. I don't remember his real name uh, from uh, Sherlock as well. I love the fact that actually the trailers show those big actors, and yeah. you think you're watching because the whole time we were talking about going to see yeah. 1917, I was referring to it as the Colin Firth film. Yes, yeah. It's not a Colin Firth film. No, it's a, it's a George Mackay film. It's it's. Colin Firth in it for 10 seconds yeah. film and it's Bandersnatch in it for 10 seconds and it's Mark Strong <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, did think Mark Strong's character was very good in it yeah. and you've got mate, is it Matey Boy from Game of Thrones at the end as well yeah and you Benedict know, Cumberbatch I said him oh, did you Bandersnatch oh I, I thought you meant like the guy Bandersnatch from Bandersnatch Cumberband <laughs> um, that's his spell check name oh okay <laughs> um, yeah 1917 is amazing yeah I, I put the Irishman down I thought that was going to win yeah. but now that I've seen 1917 
I just, I, I mean, I hope it wins, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, um, me too. From this list, I yeah. think that's the one I'd like to and, see win. And I, I don't know what that person was thinking, personally. The bit with the song in the woods was just so emotional. Like, I you, just had to ignore them. Yeah. I really thought, is this yeah. a joke? Because I just don't understand this at all. It, it is, oh, it's just beautiful. So, yeah. yeah it's like one of those um, one of those true kind of uh, that'll be the moment people remember from the film and the one thing I'll say is the trailer spoils one of the best bits in the film which is right at the end no spoilers I'm not going to say any spoilers but it's right at the end and it's, ju- and it's one of those ones which just follows George Mackay going through yeah. something uh, and you just even when he's running full pelt it's you see everything in his eyes as he's doing it as well. Yeah, he. I. I. I'm, it's a real snub that he's not the lead actor. I think at this at this stage that we've mentioned these films, I have to say, when we were asking people for their opinions on who was going to win Film of the Year, I would say, by far and away, 1917 and The Joker came out on top. But I did get a message mm. this morning from someone who absolutely loved Marriage Story and said, "I would love if Marriage Story won it." Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 100% totally with you. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? If actually they turned around, said, we're going to give best director and cinematography to 1917 and we're going to yeah. give best picture to Marriage Story. I think that would be just lovely. I'd be fine with it. I mean, I, I think... Maybe they could get the yeah. actor nods. Two more films, though. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite, I don't think either of them are going to win. I don't think either of them are my <laughs> favourite films of the year if I'm, or the best films. Um, I think Parasite might stand a chance. There is, But the, for motion picture, it's surely got to win foreign language. If Roma didn't win last year and yeah. that wins this year, <laughs> I'm going to ring my MP because I'm not standing for it. Um, <laughs> ring your MP. I, mean, I don't even know who my MP is. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's not Quentin Tarantino's best film in my opinion. Um, but Leonardo won for The Revenant. True. I, I did really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Yeah, me too. Um, but um, what's, the, what's the Brad Pitt line? Separate more Quentin Tarantino, separate more women from their shoes than the TSA, which is just a great line. But um, And there, there is a lot of feet in this film as well. Just loves it, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Uh, Parasite. Um, it's, one, it's one of those ones that might be objectively... Th- the best put together film on the list it's not my favourite film but I think it, it, it just in terms of how it's put together it, it might be that's me just playing devil's advocate I think 1917 will win and I think 1917 should win mm-hmm. so there's that but we do like Parasite yeah. here on the pod unfortunately Terry was not able to make the screening because he was moving house yes he, bloody he'll house be back move. soon though won't he Terry um, yeah yes exactly yeah same. Yeah, defo. Good. But um yeah, so we're saying nineteen seventeen. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Mm. Uh, I think t- Terry said nineteen seventeen as well. Good. Yeah. Although I'm still not hundred percent sure if he's seen it. I don't think he has, but I think I'd say I think he thinks that's what's going to win. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd say nineteen seventeen wins best film, potentially director and cinematographer. Yeah. Whereas, and then Joaquin Phoenix wins Best Actor and a load of other smaller awards as well. Best Hair and Makeup or something. Yeah. like Something like that as well. Or what about, um, I know it's digital, but what about The Irishman? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Oh, or that special effects? Maybe, possibly. Um, I mean, it's film editing. It's Ford versus Ferrari's up for that, and that's something you should definitely win. Yeah. Uh, sound editing as well. Sound mixing is something that Ad Astra is finally up for. I think everyone thought that was going to be up for a load of awards, and then 
there's a couple of scenes in it that just really take take it out of it. Mm. Doesn't it? Um, uh, we were talking about scores earlier. Yeah. Where's my scores? Hold yeah. on. Um, now. Oh, Terry's best director is Sam Mendes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, that's what that would be my pick as well. Yeah. Terry and I both forgot to send you our best directors, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So we're both going with Sam Mendes. Yeah. Score score wise, um, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, and then Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Scores, I don't always pay too much attention to. However. Yeah. When we, f- I was enjoying, I have to say, very much the music I was hearing on Marriage Story. Yeah, and then when it finished, it came out Randy Newman because I got all excited because I'm a big Toy Story oh, that fan. That makes so much sense. I didn't know how it was Randy. I'd just seen, yeah. yeah. Um, and I went, oh, Randy Newman, because I love Toy Story. So that would be high up on my list. I do recall liking the music playing in the background of Joker same it's, it's, it adds a lot of tension to that yeah film. very really, moody really, really good, yeah. um, but I like Marriage Story as well because it's, it's quite different yeah and it, it says a lot about heavy. what's going on yeah it's basically someone playing on the piano which is you know Randy Newman it's not got quite as orchestral yeah luckily it hasn't got Randy Newman singing though because it probably take that'll probably take you out maybe of the, film. Uh, the Rise of the Skywalker was a really good score I thought um, it was I a- like those kind of scores it was a greatest hits. It was like you've heard this in the other Star Wars films, so here's mm. here's all of it basically. But it, it, I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Randy uh, Newman with Marriage Story would probably take my my vote for that one. I think any of them, really. Yeah. Except maybe Little Women. I can't really recall that. I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, are there any others? Oh, you were, you were talking about animated film yeah. as well, and I really struggled with this because... I struggle every year with this. Because, because does, I generally find it deeply underwhelming, yeah. and I think I said to you, I don't know, I'll just pick Toy Story 4. Yeah. Even though, as a huge Toy Story fan, I wasn't that fussed by Toy Story 4. I mean, Toy Story 4 would be my pick, but Missing Link's done quite well, isn't it, in these these films so far? So it almost made me want to watch it. I haven't seen it. That's on Netflix, isn't yeah. it? Is it? Hmm. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. That's done quite well, so... That's tempting. How to Train Your Dragons in there as well. Yeah, well, I just feel like they're just. I don't know. It hasn't been a Is great. Is there that year. one about with the hand? What's that? Sorry. I miss. What's the What's the nominations for animated? Uh, I lost my body. Oh, there we go. That's there what I meant. Cool, yeah. Because the picture that's on Netflix as well. It's ah. just a hand, and I that's on my list before I knew it was. Um, in this. There's no um, Into the Spider-Verse here for me. No. Like, so Into the Spider-Verse. Nothing's going to top that, yeah, is it? it exactly, just... yeah. Last year, that was like, that, that has to win it. That, yeah. That is... Best picture for me. <laughs> it might have been best picture for me as well, so yeah. Although I can't really remember what it was last year, so... What, best picture? No. It was, it was Green Book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, original screenplay, just because it's the one mentioned Knives Out gets... I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. So what like else? It. Yeah. Uh, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. In that case, I'd like Knives Out to win. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It is a great story. I'm sure it is. And I love Rian Johnson, so yeah. No, I, I really, really enjoyed that as it's up for nothing else. Yeah. If it was up for something, it should be ensemble cast up with Little Women. I would have it up there, either that or Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, ensemble cast makes sense as well, so yeah. Um... And that's about it, really, isn't it? That's all I got. Unless, unless you want to do best international feature. What is best? Uh, yeah, what is up for that? Uh, Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Miserables, uh, Pain and Glory, and Parasite. I didn't even know there was a um, another Les Mis. No, same. Um, <laughs> what am I looking at? Honeyland's meant to be quite good. 
Um, I don't know anything about Corpus Christi, but Pain and Glory is also meant to be quite good, and I, I quite like Parasite, so. Yeah, I'm just reading um, the blurb because yeah. I want to see how close I am for my marriage story being marriage story being Kramer versus Kramer. The plot of Marriage Story it just says. Um, compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together so let's see what Kramer versus Kramer says I'm just reading <laughs> I'm just reading the uh, blurb on IMDB Ted Kramer's wife leaves him in allowing for a lost bond to be rediscovered between Ted and his son Pff, a heated custody bus a heated custody battle ensues over the divorced mm. couple's son deepening the wounds left by the separation similar but this one it sounds like Kramer versus Kramer is more of a custody battle, whereas this yeah. was quite amicably sorted out. Yeah. I thought the closing scene of Marriage Story was just... Yes. Um, I'm not going to say what it is. I just motioned to Dan what it was. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, knew yeah, what it was. Perfect. I thought it was just lovely. And well, it was almost like a, I've got you back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> and this has been the Marriage Story of 1917 podcast, really, hasn't it? Which is crazy, because if you had said this... What three months ago? I've mm. been saying that the Joker. I'm talking about the Joker an awful lot. So, but yeah, it's amazing that other some films came out since the Joker that I think were were better films. Basically, who'd have thought it at the time, eh? No, me neither. I, I love when the we were Joker. all wanking over the Joker. Yeah, in the cinema for me, and that's why I got kicked out. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah. I did it outside <laughs> of a school. <laughs> We've talked about this before. So, <laughs> lol. That's it. I think, isn't it? That is it. I think. Okay. We're all done. We yeah. need to stop because the rain is making so much noise. Yeah, it's it's also making me want to pee a little bit as well. So. Oh, God. Yeah, there's that. So, um, yes, just to reiterate this special episode of Too Much Theatrical Cut on Our Hands <laughs> yeah. uh, has been brought to you by Sonia and Dan from The Mother Pod as Terry is busy moving house, but hopefully Terry will be finished moving house in time to do an Oscar reactions pod with us. Yeah, he'll maybe, and I'm really hoping he gets furious about something. Maybe he'll stop moving like the sofa. But I'm imagining he's probably got his top off right, just wrapped why around, are you, why are you imagining wrapped around that? his waist, like sweaty, just like uh, wiping his brow with a Diet Coke. And then, uh, then yeah, he'll just come in like that to, to do your next podcast, I'd imagine. You know, um, Terry really enjoys putting flat pack together. Really? That's one of his things, yeah. Every time I've moved house, <laughs> I've got him round to put my flat pack together because he enjoys doing it. So I suppose it's like big Lego, isn't it? Um, and even if... Um, you know when you have to dismantle your furniture to move? Yeah. So it's not fresh flat pack out of, you know, straight from Ikea. Oh, that counts, does it? He still likes putting that back together <laughs> as well. That's so, a good handy person to have them. Have around yeah. Them, yeah. That is handy to have. Definitely. What do we need to do now? Uh, social social media, yeah. media. Do you want me to do it? Do you, can you do ours as well? Yeah, sure, yeah. So, okay. Uh, if you like what you heard or you want to hear more about Theatrical Cut, head over to Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram and Theatrical Cut on Facebook. Yes. Right, yes. Uh, if you want to hear more about what I do, which is generally talking about wanking with three other men. It's terrible. <laughs> um, our last podcast was uh, the rise of the Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker spoiler cast, which is quite ranty. For an which <laughs> Terry and I both um, declined to go on because yeah. we were scared. No, yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't. That's not the reason why we didn't go on it. Um, can't stand being in the same room as you. <laughs> um, so, if you want to listen to that, if you've got thoughts on that, uh, it's just TMTOH on everything: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And 
uh, you'd have heard Dan if you on that, not me, Dan, other Dan. Uh, we started a new podcast called Play Play RPGs, which will be our uh, Starfinder, which is like uh, Dungeons and Dragons in space, basically podcast. So give that a listen as well if you get a chance. Yeah, Terry and I have been trying to keep up with our reviews that we do online say online on the instagram i'm just this is really terrible i'm just making sure i get terry's handle right i'm mallory underscore watches on the instagram and i have been writing oh that's not the terry i wanted you're terry's instagram terry watches movies i've got terry cruz come up straight away obviously (laughs) i mean go go follow terry cruz follow terry cruz I wanted to separate Terry's movie account from his personal one. I mean, if you want to see pictures of Terry moving house, that's prefax. Yeah, Otherwise, it's, it's Terry, Terry watches yeah. movies. Um, and I've recently just posted up a review of, I think, probably my worst film of 2020 at this early stage. Was it that bad? Oh, what a pile of shit. <laughs> I won't go watch it then. Don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend anyone went to watch it. It... I'm so angry, Dan. I won't talk about it on this pod. Sure. But I'll talk to you about it afterwards. No worries. Because um, I get a tension headache every time I think about it. Have you got you've got a next pod lined up? It might, depending on the move, it yeah. might be the Oscar reactions. Okay, cool. But we'll see. Excellent, sounds good. If we can squeeze another one in before that, then we'll squeeze another one in. We okay. have been working on courtroom slash law mm. dramas based on Just Mercy and Dark, Dark Waters, Waters. Which looks so good. It does, doesn't yeah, it? I really fancy that film. I'm surprised it hasn't come up as an unlimited screening. Yeah, I, I'm wait, I, I, if it's Because got, they keep showing yeah. it, the trailer, in the unlimited screenings, don't they? Yeah, it's got unlimited screening written all over it. I would say if Richard Jewell is an unlimited screening, <laughs> so is Dark Waters. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting a very similar vibe off of them. I like Mark Ruffalo in those sort of roles. Non-Hulk roles. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's like lost all his. He's like an. <laughs> you know when you see like rugby players that haven't played for a few years and are a bit, little bit out of condition. Yeah, yeah, that's what Mark Ruffalo looks like. He's like he's not Hulk anymore. I know that wasn't his real body. I was about to say, you know, that's that's like CGI. Right? I know, yeah. but that that's what's happened. He hasn't yeah. done his rugby training for a couple of years. Yeah, and now we've got him in Dark Waters. Yes, looking forward. But to yeah, it looks good. So based on Just Mercy and Dark Waters, we're hoping to squeeze in a courtroom drama slash law pod. But we've discovered that all of those films are incredibly long. Yep. So it depends if we get enough hours in the day to actually watch enough to talk about. I reckon you could hold fire on that till Dark Waters has come out. Yeah. yeah. This is admin. I yeah. suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to cut this I'll out, let, I I'll hope. This out. Yeah, yeah. 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 But whenever we say that, you leave it in. Yeah, I think it's funny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Right, are we done? Yeah, no, oh, we haven't got ahead. anyone to do the mic drop. No, do it. You do it. It's your pod. No, I feel I can't. Just, just do your own thing then. It doesn't have to be mic drop. I, I don't have my own thing. I just have Terry. You could do like a, what is it? That'll dink dank do for me or something like that. What? I don't know. It's Max and Paddy, isn't it? I'm not doing that. Okay. I always just I always just ramble until it till till the music. Dan, comes you in. finish us off. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Well, thanks for listening to the Too Much Theatrical Cut Pod. Too much theatrical theatrical cut on on our our hands hands. podcast. Uh, Yep, thanks. Bye. Mike, drop. (laughs) It feels weird finishing without Mike, drop. (laughs) 